first is Isaiah 7, 14. Therefore, the Lord Himself will give you a sign, and the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and His name, we will call Him Emmanuel. That means, again, God with us. Isaiah 9, 6 and 7 says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God. This is exciting, right? Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. He will reign in God's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Would you agree with me that Christmas is about Jesus? Would you agree with me that this world needs more of Jesus? Amen. Than the negative news that we see. And sadly, the sad things that happen in our world. So this morning, would you just take again, I know I do this often, take your hands, open up, pitch your Bible, take your electronic device with your Bible, uh, and, and just, just do this. Just say, Lord, come on, say, Lord, I need the peace of God. Lord, our world needs the Christmas message. His name is Jesus. Father God, through your Spirit, speak to me. Let me receive your word, your love, and your salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, are you doing good? Hey, thank you for, for being here today. I want to talk about, does anyone know off the top of your head, you've got to follow me today, okay? I, uh, I'm going to do a little teaching, and then I'm going to do some inspirational, I hope, Lord willing, at the end of the message. But I've got to kind of teach a little bit to, to help you. But before that, to start my topic, okay, does anyone in this room know what a bloodstock agent is? Anybody know what a bloodstock agent is? No. Okay. How about this? Does anyone know about what a bloodline thoroughbred is? Okay, a couple of you. How many of you know what a horse is? Anybody know what a horse is? Have you ever seen a horse? Been around a horse? You ever seen... How about horse races? You ever see like in... I guess in Baltimore, I can't remember what track it is. There's the, the racetrack there. What is it? Pim, Pimlico, is that right? And so, so to me, I, don't, I, I love watching what they call the triple crown. I don't gamble, by the way. Uh, I don't do that. I live by faith. Uh, and so, but I love watching the horse. I love watching these beautiful creations of God. And these are typically thoroughbreds. I mean, they're different t- type horses, but they're typically thoroughbreds. And so, so there's this thing called a thoroughbred uh, bloodline. And it is a multi-million dollar industry. Did you know that? Some of you need to get into that. I'm just kidding. Um, and so, 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 so what happens is, let me just kind of tell you this real quick. So, so there were these, there, there's this, there's two horses from, from years back that people try to get their, their thoroughbreds, their racehorses bred out of these two horse lines. One is Stormcat and the other is Man of War. If you, if you watch horse racing, uh, 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 do you, anybody watch the movie Secretary? You ever, you ever watch that? You ever know the horse Secretary? It was a, it was an inspirational story. The horse Secretariat comes out of this bloodline, thoroughbred bloodline of Stormcat. And then there's Man of War. Man of War uh, was a horse back in the 1900s, and Man of War had uh, uh, some other horses that, that, if you go through this, you guys can Google this when you're home today, not right now. Okay? Uh, you can read in books if you ever have those things, whatever those are anymore. Uh, and so, so people, these, these race people, try to get their bloodline of thoroughbreds out of Stormcat or Man of War's line. Why? Because these are proven champion lines. 
And so a bloodstock agent is an agent who goes and they test these horses to make sure the DNA and the blood matches, that this is not some person's, oh yeah, yeah, we, our, our, our horse is related to Stormcat, you know, it's sway back and it's got these gangly teeth and it's got knobby legs. Oh yeah, yeah, so the, so the bloodstock agent will, you know, they test the, they test the horses out, they check the DNA. I mean, it's, it's bigger than you and I. I mean, some of us, we know our bloodline right, you know, like my family, Nelson is Swedish, believe it or not. Uh, I think they are. And, and then, of course, on my mom's side is the Korean side. So, you know, I, I try to every once in a while talk to my kids about our bloodline, who we were, where we were at. And so the, these people, that they, they do this multi-billion, million-dollar thoroughbred line. I mean, they do research. They, they do studies. I mean, they check the horses. They check the horses' gates. They check, uh, and I'm not talking about gate, but you know the way it, it hops along. They check its teeth out. And, they, and, and from this bloodline, they say, okay, there's a better chance of us having a winner through this bloodline. You're like, that's great, Pastor. What does that have to do with me today? What does it have to do with my bills? What does it have to do with Christmas? Well, here's what it is. The message of Christmas is Jesus. And in Jesus is this phenomenal, ready for this, bloodline. That's bigger than horses. And this bloodline can lead you to eternal salvation. And this bloodline is proven and this bloodline is powerful. Isn't this exciting? You see, because of this, because of the message of Christmas, today's message is a Savior foretold, this bloodline, over 300 prophecies, proved that Jesus would be the Messiah. And there's actually a couple more prophecies that will prove it when He comes back. And you see, God is powerful. He's loving. And so Christmas is bigger than fruitcakes. Isn't that awesome? It's bigger than eggnogs, bigger than gifts. It's bigger than maxed out credit cards. Uh, it's bigger than hanging out with those oddball relatives during the Christmas season. It is about the promised Messiah, Jesus, and this eternal bloodline. Are you excited now? You're like, oh wow, I, I wasn't sure where Pastor was going. Was he going to like teach us how to gamble? No, I don't do I'll talk about that. But so here we go. Number one is why the prophecies? Why the prophecies about this eternal divine bloodline? Number one, letter A, is the Savior is promised by God. God promised the Savior would come and rescue His people. Jesus was established as the Son of David. Matthew 1, I'm not going to read it all, but just if you have a Bible, would you take a Bible out and open Matthew chapter 1? There's some in the pew. Maybe you have an electronic device Bible. But I don't know about you, but when I read the Bible, you can look here in Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 through 16. If you look at all these names, like what in the world? There's all these names. It says, and so-and-so begot so-and-so. And there's a scripture, there's a, in, in the Old Testament, there's a book that says, so-and-so begot so-and-so and begot so-and-so. And you're like reading, like, this is boring. And I'm going to be honest with you. Can I just confess? So in the Old Testament, when I do my daily reading and I get upon that, I just kind of skim through that real quick. Because I'm thinking, who, I, okay, Lord, I'm sorry, the scripture's power, but I just skim through that. But today, and I want you to skim through, we're not going to read it all, by the way. But if, if you look here, Matthew 1, it says, one uh, uh, one. it says, A record of the genealogy, or bloodline, of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Okay? Now, remember, God told Abraham what? You would be the father of many nations. Okay? And then if you go down to verse 4, it says, it says, And Jesse, the father of King David, David was the father of Solomon. Okay? So, so then, do you guys remember who King David was? He was a worshiper. He was a dancer. He, built, he helped get the temple going. 
Okay, and then, then if you go down to verse 12, and he said, after the exile to Babylon, Jeconiah was the father of Sheltiel. Don't name your kids these names, by the way. I mean, they're cool. Uh, but So then it goes down, if you go down to verse 14, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, verse 14, and Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. So, so real quick, if you look at the bloodline, the first is Abraham, the father of the nations. Then the second group of, of, of seven is David. And then on the, on the last group of, uh, of seven, the most important name is Jesus Christ. You're like, Pastor, this is great. Where are you going with this? You're, I'm checking out. Uh, you've lost me already. You've got to listen, okay? Just say, I have to listen. Okay, three of you said that. Okay. Ushers, lock the doors. I'm just kidding. You're like, What? What does this have to do with going to work on Mondays? What does this have to do with you knowing about Christmas? What does this have to do with your struggles today? Well, it has to do with the, the divine bloodhood of Jesus Christ and giving you life and giving you hope. And so Jesus was established as the legal and biological descendant of Abraham and David and therefore he would become the Messiah. Like, big deal. Big deal, Pastor. Who cares? The royal bloodline of God is a big deal to all of us today. And I don't know about you, but I, as a kid, I would sit around when my mom and dad would talk about their parents and their grandparents. I used to get excited about that, hearing about who they were and what they did. And, and so sometimes we get so just oblivious to our lives around us, we forget about the divine bloodhood, the divine bloodline that God gives you and I to come in. You see, if you weren't born of a Jewish tribe, because Jesus was Jewish, did you know that? And if you and I, because we're not Jewish, we're Gentiles, we were excluded from this bloodline. And so you and I had no hope. But Jesus came, Emmanuel, God with us, and he talks about that he would become open to all. In fact, read it later, not today. Romans 11 talks about that because some of the branches were broken off because of rebellion or, or disobedience. Then it gave opportunity for you and I to become part of that bloodline. And so if you look through this, and, and it's, it's exciting right now, but if you go through the names of these, these uh, three sets of seven, there are some names of people that were brought into the bloodline. And you see, you and I are brought into this bloodline when we accept Jesus Christ. And so now, you are an adopted son and daughter of Jesus Christ, of Abraham, of David. You actually be shouting, this is exciting, Pastor. I can't, I'm so excited. I can tell. So, so God knew that you and I need to be rescued from sin, Satan, and death. The news on the video, Hebrews 2.14, I'm going to show that to you later again. It says, since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared their humanity so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. You see, Jesus came, his bloodline gives you and I eternal life and frees us from guilt and the destructive work of sin. That's what Christmas is all about. Come on, amen. You should be shouting, wow, this is all about Jesus. Romans 8.1, therefore there is no condemnation for those from Christ Jesus. So when you accept the bloodline of Jesus, you are now no longer condemned. You are now a son or a daughter of God. So number two, letter B, uh, number one, letter B is man is destructive, right? Why the prophecies? Well, the first is the Savior was promised by God. Man is destructive. I mean, I don't need to read the, the, the news, right? I mean, just turn on the news. I don't know about you, but I try not to watch the news because I get depressed. I get angry. And then, of course, the social media just blows up all the stuff that's happening, the injustices, the wrongs, the rights. And so, you just look at the world we live in and, and man is, is self-destructive. Would you agree? And by the way, let me show that. And I know because there's, you know, it said on that little video, Ferguson and all that stuff. Did you know there's only one race? Amen. It's the human race. Amen. 
whatever color you have, we're all, we all believe the same blood. We, we're all humans. And so the devil, if you don't notice, he's trying to divide people up. I mean, not only are humans destructive, but then the Bible says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Thus, the divine bloodline. You and I, we're blood. Now, we're blood. Through Jesus. No matter what color you are, no matter where you're from, we're blood. And my, my Latino friends where I grew up in, in Colorado, we had friends from, from the Mexican descendants, and they would say, you know, oh, vato, you know, we're carnal, you know, we're brothers. Come on, if you, if you know Mexican people, if you're, some of you are like, what? You need to get outside the East Coast a little bit more. you got to live, because out West they have real Mexican food. I mean, they have jalapenos, they have green chili, it's awesome. All right, I'm sorry, get back to the message, you guys quit messing around. So, so we are blood, and so what happens is mankind, we're destructive. The devil, I mean, you look, there's always injustice. There's always a group of people trying to take advantage of another group. There's always war somewhere. And did you know there will always be a war until Christ comes back? And there will be a big war, by the way, until he becomes right. There's always some wacko out there trying to hurt and, and, and destroy people. And so then, the, the, the third thing is, because of this, man is sinful. Man is sinful. The, the Bible says in Romans 51.5, it says, I'm sorry, Psalm 51.5, it says that, that David said, we were born into sin. And so, that little beautiful baby, it's a sinner. Pecador, right? In Spanish, right? Right, is that right? You know, you're like, what? I'm, your baby is a sinner. That little angel is a sinner. You were born a sinner. You see, in our age today, we don't like hearing that word sin. Well, it's a choice, Pastor. It's, just, it's a bad habit. It's a mistake. You know, it's just my, it's my compulsions. It's, it's manners. The Bible calls what sin is. Sin is sin. Sin is disobeying God. In fact, more importantly, it, it's really missing the mark. Write the scripture. I'm not going to read it, but 1 John 3, 7, 8 says, Don't be misled by the world. Because we're all about a, a different lifestyle. I can do what I want, but really sin is destructive. Sin destroys lives, it destroys homes, it destroys individuals, it destroys nations, it can destroy people. And because of this sinful bloodline, Jesus had to come to give us a better bloodline. Isn't this awesome? And so you and I have an opportunity to be delivered because sin is destructive. It seeks to destroy your life, your family. Uh, sin causes sloppy living. It, it, a person cannot be dependable. I mean, it just it makes us think wrong things. We make bad decisions. Sin can destroy us. And God knew that. And He says, I want to give you a better bloodline. So in Romans it talks about that. It says that once we were sinners, now we're no longer sinners because we're now in this divine bloodline. Isn't this exciting? Like, this is great, Pastor. Okay, letter D then. Let's move on. Letter D is man is separated from God. Because of this self-destructive attitude, because of this sinfulness in our lives, we are separated. Romans 6.23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. God is a holy God, and God cannot have sin in His presence. But because He loves us, He gives His Son, Jesus Christ, on the cross for us, and the Savior is foretold, this bloodline delivers us from our sinful lifestyle and from that separation and puts us into a royal divine priesthood bloodline that we can now boldly come before the throne of God. Isn't that exciting? That's what the Christmas message is about. It's not about eggnog. It's not about gifts. It's about the greatest gift is that you and I can now have this divine bloodline in our lives. We're blood. Say to the person next to you, we're blood. Come on, do that. We're blood. Yeah, you know. We're blood. 
And so then letter E, why this prophecy? Why this bloodline letter E? God wants a relationship with us. God loves us. Think about that. The whole message of Christmas, it is about Jesus and you. It's about you. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Isn't this exciting? 1 Timothy 2, 4 and 5. God wants, who wants all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Jesus Christ. So to get to heaven, it's through Jesus. He is that divine bloodline. This is the message of Christmas, the Messiah. God really wants to know you. God wants you to live eternally. God wants you to have life. He wants you to be a part of this divine bloodline. Isn't this exciting? All right, I'm, I'm moving on. Some of you are like, you just, okay, so let's talk about this. Number two, the promise of the bloodline. Why, why do I have to talk about this? Because a lot of times we come to church, we want to be inspired, we want to be prayed for, we want God to solve our problems in a, within 30 minutes, but a lot of times we need some teaching to back up what we believe. Amen? So we're talking about this. So the thoroughbreds, they, I mean, they, 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 are, they research this, they go crazy, and when it comes to biblical knowledge, believers, we hardly know the Bible. And so you've got to know the Bible. Why? Why do you need to know about this? Because this proves that Jesus is the Messiah. This proves that you also, if you accept Christ, are now part of the family of God. And you need to know that, right? Come on. So the genealogy of Jesus, now I'm, I'm going to do, some of you love math. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, I did okay in math in, in high school and part of college. Anyway, and so Matthew 1.17, if you have your Bibles out, Matthew 1.17. Numbers are important to God. Say that, numbers are important to God. You're a number, and you're important. Remember Jesus said the, the shepherd left the 99 for the 1. Okay. Matthew 1.17, thus there were 14 generations, all from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the exile, and 14 from the exile to the Christ. Great, Pastor, that's great. Let's go on. Okay, so God promised a Savior through Abraham and David. The Old Testament history, I've got to read this because I want to get this right, is perfectly planned. So you kind of see a pattern. There's three sets of seven. Seven is a holy number. Did you know that? Seven is holy. Three is the number of completion. Okay, so a lot of times you'll see in the scripture three and seven. Isaiah, when he, when Isaiah 6, or wherever it's at throughout the Old Testament, the New Testament, they would often go to the Lord and they'd say, holy, holy, holy. Not holy, I mean, yes, but when they'd say, holy, 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 God is complete. And then when at times, when at times we talk about seven, seven is the number of perfection. And so Matthew's Gospel was written to the Jews. And it was written to help them understand the significance of Jesus. Seven, let me get this, seven or any multiple of seven, again, signifies perfection. Israel was in bondage in Babylon for 70 years, ten times seven. Again, three signifies fullness. Holy, holy, holy. Holiness mentioned means that God is perfect and complete. Now, Matthew was showing the Jewish people and us today, that God is in control of the world. He's in charge 
Three sets of seven, seven generations, Abraham, David, and then, of course, we're talking about the seventh, which is Jesus. Now, there's a book out, and I'm starting to read it, and it's very interesting. It's the, the mystery of the Shemitah. You read it about, it's the sevens. Uh, it's very interesting. You know, go read that extra. Maybe I'll do a sermon on that next year. I don't know, uh, until I'm done with it. But it's very interesting. God works in numbers. God has time scales. And so God was showing the world, He's showing the Jewish people here, that the Messiah would come, and here's the perfection. Seven, seven, and seven. Remember? Three means what? Completeness. Seven means actually perfection. Did I get it right? Let me go back to my notes. Now I'm confused. Stop confusing me. All right. The history leading up to Christ was meticulous and mathematical. God can work in numbers. Do you see this? Come on, dates and numbers are important. The genealogy of Jesus Christ is not just a record of man's biological reproduction, but it's a demonstration of God's order and his movement of salvation, this bloodline that you and I can become part of. This should excite you, right? Great, Pastor, I'm excited. Okay, letter B. The genealogy proves Jesus is the Messiah. I already read Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. Isaiah 11, 1 and 2. Let me read this to you. Isaiah 11, 1 and 2 says, A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will, will, will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him and the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and power, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. You see, no one can refute the historical line of Jesus Christ. There's perfection here. Like That's great. You see... Both Joseph and Mary come out of David's bloodline. So first, on Joseph's side, Jesus was a legal descendant. On Mary's side, Jesus was a blood descendant. So again, you and I don't get this, but still the some Jewish people, and specifically in this day and age, back in the, in the, when the scripture was written, the genealogy was real important. That our family line comes out of this line. And so Jesus is proving, God is proving that Jesus is the Messiah. Okay, this is pretty amazing. You may not agree, but I think this is pretty powerful. So what does this mean to us? Well, Jesus is the promised Messiah, and he would give you and I opportunity to be freed from the corrupt bloodline of humanity. Hebrews 2, 14 and 17. Write that down and read it. We already read it. Jesus came to set us free from death. Isn't that awesome? That's what Christmas is about. So this bloodline would grant us life. To all those except now. Here's the exciting part. I'm going to move on now, okay? I had to give you the history. Do you want to go over the history lesson again? No one. Oh, come on. I thought you loved the Word of God. Don't you love when people manipulate you like that? I don't. Number three, life in the blood. Now, what would happen to you if someone drained you of your blood? What? You would die. And so there's life in the blood. There's life in His blood. There's life in the blood of Jesus. In fact, Hebrews 10, 19-24. Do I have it? I hope I have it. If not, write it down. Hebrews 10, 19-24. It says this. I want you to get this. I'm going to read it slow. I'm going to take a drink so I will slow down. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is, His body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith. Check this out. Having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from the guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for He 
who has promised is faithful. So the blood of Jesus is for us. This blood cleanses us. Think about this. How many times have you felt guilty? You have felt condemned. And Jesus' bloodline, this divine bloodline, says, I can free you from that. There's, there's one thing to be convicted of wrongdoing, but the devil wants to condemn you. He wants you to feel guilty. Your flesh wants you to feel guilty. And Jesus says, I'm, I'm this divine bloodhood, and I can free you from that kind of a lifestyle. You see, God doesn't want you living in fear of tomorrow. He doesn't want you living in fear. He wants you to live in faith in Him. And He offers His bloodline, Jesus, and in His blood is life for you. In your life, you have blood, but you can allow God's blood to be put into you, that you can have this transfer of His life into your life. This should excite you. You see, this bloodline gives deliverance from guilt, sin, and death. We talked about sin earlier. Sin, again, is missing the mark. It is falling short. Every time, you and I are going to always fall short. The Bible says no one is righteous before God. So who's righteous before God? No one. But because of Jesus and His blood, you and I become righteousness to God. This is the Christmas message. I mean, you guys should be shouting, Hallelujah, this is awesome, Pastor. I'm so glad you took the time to show me the history because I needed this. You see, His bloodline is supreme to all. You see, how many of you know what a congenital defect is? Some of you, you've known that. Some of you understand that. And so, so if there's a bad DNA or there's something in your family, the history, the bad blood, it will, it can, it can skip some generations, but it can come into other generations. Some in this room, you are very understand very well. I remember my wife had a heart valve replaced when she was young because of bad dental work. And I remember after Michaela was born, they said, we've got to check and we want to make sure there's not this congenital issue in your life. And we're grateful because there was not uh, with her and with Zoe. And so, so the thing is, our humanity, because we live in a fall world and we're imperfect, we have this degradation of our blood. But in God, there is no degradation. There's perfection. And so this bloodline, Jesus, can bring perfection, this deliverance of this sinful lifestyle, this destructive lifestyle. Look at our world. Come on. I mean, it needs this divine bloodline. You and I need this divine bloodline because we have to be careful not to get caught up in this world. Amen? Colossians 1, 18-20. You know what? Write that down. Read it later. It just says, basically, Jesus is supreme over all things. And because of that, because Jesus is supreme, He is our Savior, and we become sons and daughters of God. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome, Pastor. Okay, so let me read this to you then. John 1, 12 and 13. John 1, 12 and 13. Yet, to all who received Him, to those who believed in His name, check this out. He gave the right, what? To become what? Children of God. Children not born of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. So when you accept this divine bloodhood, this divine bloodline, you now say, I become a child of God. Right? So this blood is for you. The second thing then, because of this bloodline, God has a plan. Say, God has a plan. For me. Okay? So, so you were not a mistake. You were not an oops. I know some people think, I, I remember as a, as a youth pastor, I would work with teenagers, and I had this one kid, I probably mentioned before, I'm not going to mention his name, because nowadays with internet, I'm, anytime I put something, everything is online, and then someone else can listen. Oh, what? Pastor said that about me? I'm going to call him right now. You know, anyway. 
So there's this kid, and this kid felt like he was a mistake because his mom and dad said, you were an oops. You were a mistake. And so this kid lived this rebellious lifestyle. He felt worthless. He said, I would ask him, and say, how do you describe me? What you say? He, said, he said, Pastor Stan, do you know what a dung beetle is? Absolutely. He said, that's me. I was like, why do you feel it? Like? Because I, I feel like an oops. And you see, there's no mistakes with God. Mom and dad might have thought you were an oops. But God did not think of that with you. In fact, Psalm 139, let me prove it to you. Prove it, Pastor. Good. I'm glad you're like testy with me this morning. So let me prove it to you. Psalm 139, 14. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that fool. Well, you see that? I proved it to you. You want to fight? There it is. Fight God. You were not a mistake. Because of this divine bloodline, you are not a mistake. Pastor Stan, I'm a terrible. Man, I have this predisposition. My family, we're, we're gamblers. We're addicts. We're alcoholics. We, we just do that. We're, we're just trash. No, you're not. You are not trash. Through the blood of Jesus. You're not addicted because of the blood of Jesus. You have this divine blood in your life. You can be free of the past. And no matter how poor your family was or if your family was born in obscurity, God said, I have a plan for you. Amen. Come on. Thank you, Martin. You see, we go through this world. I'm nobody. I'm just an accountant. I'm just a math. I'm just, I just fix computers. I just cook. You are important. God says you are fearfully and wonderfully made because of this bloodline of Jesus now. Isn't this exciting? Oh, in fact, go down... Um, Verse 16, your eyes saw my uninformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Isn't that awesome? Let me tell you now, I didn't tell you this story, but when someone wants to buy a foal or a colt of a thoroughbred bloodline, they will pay up to $400,000 for... Have you ever seen a, a, a baby horse, a foal or a colt? You ever seen it? It doesn't look real majestic, does it? You ever seen it? It's got these gray, glassy eyes. It, it's got these little wobbly knees. You ever seen that? Like, and it's like, you know... And so these guys will... If, if the bloodstock agent can say, this horse, this foal, this colt comes out of blood cat, a storm cat's blood, they will write a check or... Here, here's $400,000 for that ugly looking, I mean that beautiful, gangly looking little colt or foal. And you see, God looks at you as gangly as you might think you might, as ugly. And He says, you know what, I'm going to pay everything. I'm going to give my only son so that you can be in this bloodstock. That's the message of Christmas. You are worth more than a horse. Isn't that exciting? This blood is for you. God has a plan for your life. You don't have to be a, a product of Ben. Man, I wish, I wish I could spiritually take the Bible sometimes to believers and slap you in the... I mean, encourage you with the Word of God. And, and as many times as I've passed, I've heard someone, Pastor, you don't understand. My family, we this, we that. And I say, man, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Scripture, by the way, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new, new creation. The old is gone and the what so you're not the product of living on the other side of trash well you don't understand pastor my little poor village we ate dirt you know and that's great i ate dirt as a kid too not because we had to 
but, but now you're in Christ. You're new. Come on, say, I'm new. You're not the product. Well, you understand, we, we fight all the time. Pastor Stan, if you've ever seen like soap operas and you've seen, uh, uh, you know, you ever seen the housewives and you, that's my family. It doesn't have to carry on. Come on, amen? Because anyone in Christ is new. That's the bloodline. Do you see this? You, man, you're getting, you are, you're getting a little more excited. This is the message of Christmas. Freedom from destructive, but Pastor Stan, we, we fight, we argue. Get yourself under the blood. Come on. Oh, Pastor Stan, I keep doing this over and over. We struggle with that, but get yourself under the blood. You can be free. Well, Pastor Stan, you understand, the psychologists tell me, and God bless psychologists, but they're wrong! Because the Scripture says anyone in Christ is a new creation. The what? Come on, come with me. Come on. The old is gone and the new has come. God bless psychologists. And if you're a psychologist, I apologize. Don't send your lawyer because then you'll have to talk to my lawyer. Which I don't have one, but I'll find one. <laughs> Actually, I have the Holy Spirit, the greatest counselor. You'll deal with Him. And you can't take Him to court, by the way. Yes. So you were fearfully and wonderfully made. The message of Christmas is freedom from the past. The message of Christmas is a new life with a divine purpose. Come on, amen? You have new life. You should be excited. So let us see. Get under the blood. I mentioned this already. Get under the blood. Jesus doesn't want you to be overcome by this life. He doesn't want you to be overcome by sin. He doesn't want life-controlling habits to destroy you. He doesn't want the fear of the devil to destroy you. He doesn't want the fear of whatever's going to happen tomorrow keep you down. He wants to give you a new life and a new purpose because of the bloodline. Amen. And to be free of these controlling things. And I'm serious, this church gets stuck. We're so fearful of Pastor Stan. I can't get involved because of the economy. I can't get involved because of work. I can't get involved. Quit making the excuse you're a new creation in Christ. And God is in control of our destinies. Amen? Well, Pastor Stan, you don't understand because any day now, I've read the Shemitah and the economy is going to crash. It very well might. But God is still in control. In fact, that might even be showing us that he's in control because sometimes as men, we get, humans, we get greedy, don't we? That's a whole other sermon series. But you don't need to live in fear. The message of Christmas is not fear, it's hope. It's salvation. A, 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 a Messiah, a Savior was foretold. You've got to get your thinking under the blood. Come on, amen? You've got to get your lifestyle under the blood. Come on, come on. You've got to get your habits under the blood because God can free us of our habits. We all make mistakes. And by the way, Christians make terrible sinners. The, the, book, the book of Romans says that we are no longer sinners anymore. We are redeemed now. And when we sin, of course, we rebel, but we are no longer in control of the sinful lives by, by the sinful lifestyle. And if you're under the bloodline of Jesus, you're under the blood of Jesus, we can live free of the fear of the devil. You are greater than the devil because of Jesus. In you. This bloodline. Satan fears the bloodline of Jesus. How do I know? Because he tried to kill it off. Through Herod. Remember the whole account when, when Joseph and Mary and Herod was going to go and kill this child, Jesus. He fears the bloodline. He fears it when you say, oh, I, plead, I plead the blood of Jesus over my life. And in fact, I have a scripture at the very end, but don't go there. It's Romans 12, 11. It says, and they overcame the devil by the blood of the Lamb. You see, whatever struggle you're going with, the blood of the Lamb can help you overcome it. 
And I already said, I quoted Hebrews 2, 14 15 a couple of times. It says that the, the Bible says that Jesus came to give us freedom over the power of death. In fact, Ephesians 1, 7 says this, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace. And to be under the blood, you must surrender your life to Jesus. You must accept this blood. In fact, it's a little bit of a long scripture, but Romans 10, 9-13, do I have it? Write it down. I have it. Let me read it to you so you'll get it. That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. You'll get new blood, basically. It is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And as Scripture says, anyone who trusts in Him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile, black and white, Asian and Indian, Latino and African. It just says, the same Lord is the Lord of all and, and richly blesses all who call on Him. Verse 13, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So again, you're under the blood, you're a child of God, and so I'm asking you, if you haven't yet, will you get your life under the blood? If you've never accepted Jesus, I, I'm asking you to do that. If you have accepted Jesus, stop playing around the world. Come on, stop thinking you're a loser. Stop thinking you were created for nothing. Get your mindset, get your spirit, get your life under the blood. Get your family under the blood. Get your hobbies and habits under the blood. Come on, amen? Get your fears under the blood because... If you're ready, you will be identified not as a sinner, but as a child of God, as a saint of God. And so if you accept this bloodline, you're going to be free. This Savior was foretold to bring mankind into this awesome lifestyle. Would you stand with me this morning? We're going to finish this. Isn't this now, this was exciting, right? I hope I brought it all back. You're like, no, I didn't understand all that, but I still don't understand it. Great. Pastor Daniel will be here today at 1 o'clock until 10 o'clock to explain it to you. I'm just kidding. He's, he's like, well, I am? So here's the conclusion. This prophecy of Jesus gives us life through the blood. Here's what I want to do. I want to give opportunity. If, if you've never accepted this Jesus, this Messiah, if you would, everyone, just close your eyes and bow your heads just for the privacy of those around you. Close your eyes, bow your heads just for the privacy of those around you. See, Jesus said here, I just read it in Romans, that if you confess with your mouth and you believe with your heart, you'll be saved. Saved from what? Saved from yourself. Saved from Satan. Saved from the destructive lifestyle that mankind is. And I want to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus the Messiah. I want to give you this opportunity now. So you know, like, Pastor Stan, I'm ready. I'm ready.